Hello and welcome to 7-Minute Meditation with me, Andrew Suit. Thank you for listening as I share a piece of my heart, mind, and soul with you in about 7 minutes. This is a 7-Minute Message episode where I share a sermon or message I preached. This is a message about priority in the new year. started and away we go. So we are continuing now to look at the awakening calendar as we move past Christmas into the new year. But we're talking about how the Christian calendar actually starts the new year on the first Sunday of Advent. So we've journeyed through the Advent season. We're now into the Christmas season and we're looking at the church calendar. Epiphany is what comes next. And then we move into eventually what we know as Lent and then the season of Easter. And then after that, the season of Pentecost and finally the season of the kingdom. So just as much as we looked forward to the first coming of Christ, the Christ child, we now look at Christ coming as King. And so we continue this study of what it means to descend into certain seasons, even as we ascend into others. We descend in Advent. We spend some time reflecting, possibly thinking about our own sin, our own humanity, just as we do in Lent. In some ways, Advent is a small Lent. And so in that descent, that time of humbling, we look forward to a time of exaltation, as we do with Christmas and Epiphany. Scriptures tell us, Matthew 23, 12, Luke 14, 11, and 18, 14, that whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So, of course, our goal as followers of Christ is to humble ourselves in order to exalt God. And so in this series, we have looked at those themes as we continue to look at our our focus being on uh, Zechariah and Mary, as well as John and Jesus. So today we look at Mary's song, also known as the Magnificat, or the Song of Mary. Uh, This is a canticle, if you will, or has been used as such in the church, uh, in in our traditions. A canticle is a a hymn or a chant using biblical text. So if you're comparing these episodes, and if you're comparing um, Zechariah's story to Mary's story, you're going to see some definite contrasts as well as some similarities, but it's almost a reverse of Zechariah's prophecy. Instead of talking what, about what God will do and what God has done, she Mary does the opposite, talks about what God has done and what God will do. So we see that Mary looks at what God is doing in Mary. Mary magnifies and her spirit rejoices because of this great gift that is coming. She celebrates that God is Lord and Savior. And Mary is indeed blessed and humble. Our Catholic friends think in terms of the uh, reverence for Mary through the Hail Mary prayer. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now, and at the hour of death, glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. So Mary is blessed and hum- and humbled, and generations will indeed call her blessed. Uh, so God also then gives mercy through the generations, because God has done great things for Mary, and God has done great things for his own name as well. So what God has done 
is that God has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in their thoughts. He has brought down the mighty and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things. This is one of my favorite lines from this song of Mary, the Magnificat. He has filled the hungry with good things. He has sent away the rich empty. He has helped Israel remember mercy through the fathers, through Abraham, and will do so forever. So this is just a beautiful song. Hear these words again in their entirety in Luke 1, verses 46 through 55. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her, that is Elizabeth, about three months, and returned to her home. In this time of a Christian New Year, of Christian resolution, I hope that we strive to stop putting God first. <laughs> that may sound kind of strange to you as I say that, but let me say it again. We need to stop putting God first. We can certainly prioritize magnifying and worshiping God, but instead of putting God first, making God a priority, we need to make God central to our very lives instead of the top of a checkoff list. That means putting God first in a lot of ways, but it also means even in our other relationships and our other tasks in life, we make God central to all of those things. I encourage you this year to consider what it means to do just that, to make God central to everything as you consider your New Year's resolutions. Or maybe you're listening to this at a different time and you're reconsidering those resolutions, those promises that you have made to God and to yourself. Um, I believe that is our time. Yes, there it is. And so I want to thank you for listening. Please rate and review this podcast if it's been helpful or meaningful to you and share it as well. Feel free to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram. I'd love to continue the conversation with you. God bless you. Mm -hmm.